Welcome everyone to the Reflection Artist Live podcast hosted by myself, Justin Lobato. Set your calendars to tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time where I will be bringing you industry spotlight interviews live from my active detail shop or an industry event. So if you're curious about who is who and what is what in the detail industry, don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Wednesday for some of the most exclusive interviews. So introduction real quick, and now everybody's live and we're watching. So you get to catch the preliminary conversations and you see that this is real. This is real talk. We we have common, you know, conversations because we know each other. So it's one of those things now jumping into this side of it with going live. For those of you who don't know, this is Reflection Artist Live, episode number 62. We have with us special guest, Aaron Knox, also known as Noxie. And he is well known in the industry amongst many things, many titles. He's been in the industry for over 27 years. He's owned and operated his own business uh, for over 10 years. It's Red Detailing. detail company. And then of course, uh, most of you may know him for, uh, KXK dynamics, which I mean, it's one of those innovative products that, you know, changed the game, uh, with everything they brought to the table. And that, of course, he's part of that small group that did that. And we'll elaborate on that as we move further, but yeah, Aaron's been around. And if you guys don't know him, well, here's your chance to get to know his background and his story. And for those of you who do, you might be able to learn something new about Noxie you didn't know before. So nevertheless, thank you for joining me and jumping on and taking your time out of the day. And wow, thanks for having me, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And uh, yeah, yeah, give us the, uh, give us how it all started in the wonderful world of detail and how it all just came about Ooh. and you now where you are today. <laughs> It's a wild, it's kind of a wild story. I mean, living it at least. Um, how I started, really, I just needed a damn job. That was it. I needed a job. <clears throat> my uh, my father was uh, was very adamant um, about, like, earning your way. You know what I mean? So when I was young, um, he would have me wash the cars and, like, to earn, like, money. And uh, so, you know, it would be like a squirt gun and a toothbrush kind of thing, because that's what my grandfather did to him. So they just thought it was like so amusing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not so amusing on the other end of it. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, that's I, I was I think it was like 15, 16 years old, man. And I needed a job and I went to uh, this like local car wash and I wanted to be uh, I wanted to be in the detail bay. But you got to like, you got to put your dues in, you know, so you mm-hmm. got to be like in the finishing line and you're like out there driving off all the cars and you're out in the elements and I'm a ginger. So I hate the sun, literally I hate the sun. <laughs> well, it hates me. Let's just say that. So, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting tore up, dog. I mean, I got like sun blisters on my face, all sorts of stuff, but I'm like, I'm, I'm pushing through it. And I keep talking to, uh, to my manager and I'm like, why don't you give me a shot in that detail? <laughs> You know, let me get a shot of the detail bay. And then like one day they granted the wish, you know, and I went in there and my boss was, um, he, what, what did he speak? He spoke Portuguese. So have you ever, have you ever talked to anybody that gets worked up and they speak Portuguese? It's like, it sounds very aggressive. <laughs> You know what I mean? It is. It's so very like, yeah. So like, and he didn't speak. He didn't speak English that well. So, and he knew Capoeira. Have you ever seen Capoeira? Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's, yeah. Well, they're it's, like flipping their legs around and stuff. Yep, and they'll do like yep. the, it's like break dancing, but they'll whip your it's, ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so like on the on the side of the building, this dude's doing like little flippies and stuff, like in midair. Like he doesn't have to run and jump or anything. Like he's just like you, 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 you know, doing this crazy stuff. Like a cat on it cat. Speaks English, bro, on on mega cat nip. You know what I mean? <laughs> Primo. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so, and he doesn't speak that good in English. Uh, I think his name was Freddie. I think everybody called him Freddie. Um, but he spoke Portuguese. So anyway, when you messed up, he would be like, no, you know, do again, do again, you know, like, and you're like, what does this mean? You know, like, what does this guy want? And he can't, he can't articulate that to you in your native language. So there was like a communication barrier there. But then like, I don't know, I pissed him off enough to where I messed up enough where he just started railing me with portuguese and i was like terrified like this dude i was like this dude's gonna whip my ass you know um so needless to say i didn't want to i didn't want to hear that i didn't want to experience that and that's what started it in my mind that's what started all of it um so i would absolutely i mean every single little thing i would just be so meticulous on so luckily i had like a service sheet that would tell me like this is an interior this is a wash and wax whatever and I would just, every, every car that came in, I tried to make it better than the car that left that I just did. Cause I didn't want, I didn't want to get my, I didn't want to get my ass chewed in Portuguese or some yeah. type of way to, you know, um, so uh, that's what happened. Then I started just like through the years, just going from car wash to car wash to detail bay to detail bay to detail bay and uh, just picking things up, you know, picking up techniques from the people that I was working with or, uh, or maybe even just perspectives on like how to attack certain things. Now, this is back in the day, though. Like, you got to understand, this is way before we had YouTube. This is before we had social media. This is before. So, you know, this the was philosophy pre- there was Facebook, MySpace, nothing. <laughs> yeah, bro. This is this is the you know, if you ever hear any of the, the like old timers in the industry talking about, you know, what the industry was back in the day this is what they're talking about, you know? And, and it's like, you you know, a buffer was either one of those like, boom, 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 like 15 pound deals. It was orbital basically. Yeah. With a little the orbitals. It, yeah. Wax everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Or, or a rotary. That's it. You know, if you were hanging, if you were slaying with a rotary, you were doing something. You were like the chief and everybody else, you, you had to use the 15 pound joint. There was no other option, you know, because you're a buster. Like you can't run, <laughs> you can't run the rotary. So neither I would just, I had to know, I had to work, um, work on that. And like, again, you know, back in the day is, you know, burning is learning and you were, you were a champ, you know, if you could bring them back and make them really shiny and you weren't tearing the edges of the paint up or any contours or any like pinnacle bends, anything like that, you were a beast. Um, and I learned from a guy named Ray Brown. Ray Brent, bro, this you want to talk about hard learning, man. This is the beginning of my, my career, I guess you could call it. Ray Brown was an army ranger. Oh boy. Ray Brown was a brother with soul. Okay. He was old school. You don't like it. I'll whip your ass, young, young Thundercat. That's I think that's what he used to call me, Thundercat. Yeah. So you I mean, dude, just like a 60-year-old, 56-year-old man with pipes, bro. Like, I mean, just, he would tear you up and he had that attitude too. You know what I mean? Um, Cause he grew up hard and we just instantly clicked. 
So nice. I wanted to learn everything. I took everything that he would give me, you know, and I was very humble and very grateful. And, and I would just, I would work for him. Basically like, you know, he would give me a cut, he would break me off while I was learning on these jobs that would come in. And this is back when like, if you were getting $300 to polish a car, you were, you were like in the top. Yeah. You were in the top. Nobody was touching you, bro. At 300, 350, a car, no, it didn't matter. Nobody was touching you. You were, you were a baller, right? Um, just to give you an idea how long ago this was, this is back when like, if you had chrome 20 inch rims, you were either like a drug kingpin or you were just making so much money. You didn't know what to do with yourself. <laughs> Bro, that's how long ago that was. You're trying to think back. That's late 90s, early 2000s. Bro, that's old, old, yeah. old. I mean, yeah. this, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, exactly. God, that's so old. 2000, that's what, we're in 2022. That's 22 years ago. Dude. Yeah, I think about some of the Unreal. music that I still listen to that's from that era. And I'm like, no, it's not 20 years old. Drake, no 2001. Way. Are you kidding? Uh, that's the first, sure that's the first thing that just came to mind. That's the first bum, thing that came bum, to bum, mind. Bum, yeah. bum, bum, Which I'm very, bum, very bum. much, yeah, much yeah, looking yeah. forward to the Super Bowl halftime. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, Ray, Ray, uh, Ray taught me, man. He taught me how to sling that rotary. And, like, he's like, no, baby, you got to dance with it. You know, he's got, it's just all the motion. I mean, he had this perspective on almost, like, like talking to the machine with your body and the machine's mm -hmm. talking to you and to listen and to understand and to feel what it's wanting to do and where you need it to be. And yeah. that was one of the things like, man, the way that that dude explained that to me. Once you get that. And they're like, and, yes, a hundred percent. I felt it like in my soul, like, and that's the reason why I train detailers the way that I do mm -hmm. is because of Ray Brown. I'm telling you, man, it was, it was one of these things like you just, I, I know, you know what I'm talking about when it clicks. Oh yeah. There's like something all, that all of you it. just, you just feel this energy where you become one with what you're doing. Yeah. Well, it's like everything that you've been trying to do and trying to understand. And it's like, it all just, and you're like, what, you know, it's like, like when we upload Neo into the matrix, like he's like, <gasps> you're just, <gasps> so that's kind of the way that, you know, like when he would talk to me, he's like, dance with the baby, you know, and he'd, like, he'd have some R&B, some old soul or Motown on, you know, and he's just, you know, making a fool out of himself. But what he was doing was he was breaking it down on multiple different levels. You know what I mean? He was giving me the information. He was making it okay to laugh about it, to be open about it, to let him know like where my fears were or where my concerns were or where my strengths were, you know, like creating this like safe place for a learning environment and, and having fun doing it. And that was, that was it for me. That was absolutely it for me. So I went, um, went for, again, just keep going from detail shops, to detail shop, to detail. And there was a little break in there <clears throat> where, you know, like I was like, maybe detail is not for me, you know, like maybe these cars aren't for me. I was always drawn to cars. My grandfather built hot rods. Uh, my father worked for him building hot rods. And um, so, you know, gasoline, and metal are absolutely in my blood, you know, the sound of motors, exhaust, like all of that is absolutely in my blood. Um, Did you ever venture outside of detailing with any other jobs or in between all that? Or yeah, you stick bro. To that? Yeah, I was. Nah, bro, I definitely did. I So check this out. I got a job with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. 
Okay. Do you know what that is? It's a newspaper company, bro. <laughs> Sounds like it. I was that chump. Bro, I was that chump that would you're not a chump if you sell newspapers, but I was a chump when I did it because I was popping out of my boss's Jeep Grand Cherokee. And, you know, you got your little binder in there that's got, like, what you're supposed to say to the clients, like a little sheet just in case they want to buy some. And you're going from door to door, you know, door to door. And my hustle game was always strong. Like, it's, you know, I grew up from in Chicago. So you got to, you have to, you literally have to hustle or work to eat. Yeah. The end. Like, there's no, it's a hard city, man. You're not getting, there ain't nothing going to be given you unless it's like, you know, no. a knuckle sandwich <laughs> kicking the ass, something like that. But, um parking ticket but uh <laughs> yeah bro you you know i was running door to door man and you want to talk about a tough job dude now this is back in the day so <clears throat> ten dollars an hour i i couldn't even believe they were paying me that money like i was like ten dollars ten dollars an hour i'm making like four hundred dollars a week you know like <gasps> i just yeah. didn't know what to do with myself um, yeah so i was like I was like, yeah, I got to sell. Plus you get commissions on the papers, right? So I'm like, I got to sell all of these newspapers. And uh, no, that was the toughest job ever, bro. You're literally going door to door to uh, houses, to people that do absolutely do not want to see you. They do not want to hear you. They they pretty much hate you. Oh, and that's, that's even meet you. that was them now trying to go house to house. You're lucky they answer the door oh. or don't answer the door with a gun. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or call the police on you before you yeah. hit the doorstep. Like, yeah, I saw him on my it ring. Was, it was terrible. There's a binder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, watching the ring. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, you know, like they're tearing you up. Um, but yeah, the, the, uh, that man, I had people like, like, you know, letting their dogs out on me, man, having to run through the front yard, like people turning their sprinklers on. I mean, just terrible. So after I was like, I'm, I'm, I went into a couple of kitchens. I think I tried a kitchen job. I tried cooking. Um, terrible, absolutely terrible. I was I was a fry cook. I had, I had to start out as a fry cook, so I was the guy that was frying up chicken wings. And at the end of the night, uh, it was literally my first day. At the end of the night, I was trying to drain the oil out of going above and beyond. Right, most places don't do this every night, but. I, every night I wanted to, I wanted a well lubed machine because I'm used to cars, right? So I'm like, let's change this oil. We've been cooking all day in this oil. Let's change this oil. I want to get this oil right. It's got to be perfect for the for the next shift. I want to be courteous. I want everything moving right. Man, I go to try to drain this damn oil, bro. Now let's keep in mind this is some of 400 and some odd degree oil, okay? And I'm wearing a pair of New Balances, and it goes all over the floor and literally burns my feet like burn oh, the soles shit. off my shoe <laughs> oh shit <laughs> done done uh, t- i told the, the boss that day i was like i'm out of here man and i went back to cars i started detailing again um i started a place uh, i started working at a place it was called the pit crew in marietta georgia and uh it was a little detail shop and that's where i actually met my current br- business partner uh wu-tang and uh, he was the head, the head detailer. He was pretty much like the detail guy. Um, and he's, he was back then. He was a beast. Today he's a beast. But uh, yeah, and he needed a job, man. And he was like, you know, he was like, come back up and we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do, right? So he talks to the owner and I get up in there and the owner's like, yeah, sure, no problem. You know, let's start me off. 
you know, just I'm doing what I can, so on and so forth. <clears throat> and I start, you know, trying to bring more to the company from all the stuff that I had learned. I start, you know, trying to implement certain things, trying to implement this. And he like finally put me in a position where I became like the manager. And uh, and then he one day just decided to let us all go. And we yeah. worked for him. I think I worked for him for like three years, three and a half years, something like that. We was with him for over three years. And uh, just like that, no notice. Everybody's got to go. So we were building, um, we were building a client log. Like when I was a manager, I would, I would keep track. This is before you had real fancy ass computers and all this other stuff, you know, uh, that were as available as they are now. Yeah, all the software. You know, we were, uh, yeah, all the software and stuff. So I was, I was keeping logs of all the clients, what their specifications were, what their vehicles were, the time, the date, the service, what they preferred, if there were any little quirky things about this individual, because I wanted everything to be like a, you know, like a well-catered service. And that's how I kept like improving that company and getting more money for the services. And um, anyway, yes, yeah, so we let us all go. But well, I wanted these client logs and I had talked to the dude about buying the company from him because he was kind of like, I'm burnt out, I don't want it. So he's like, yeah, I'll entertain that idea. You know, and I go to the bank and they're like, okay, well, we're going to need a PL sheet, yada, yada, yada. And that's all like standard, standard business stuff, you know. And I go back to him and he's like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have any of that. You know, my accountant's mad at me, but I try to pull some, some weird stuff. Long wow. story short, you know, yeah, long story short, man, he took the client logs. He took them. So I still had <clears throat> some, uh, some clients in my phone that we had sold packages to that weren't being fulfilled. Because I, he's on his own. He's, he's here in the shop working on himself or work, working by himself. We're out there, you know, on the streets. And at the time, I, my woo and I had become roommates. So we're in an apartment together. And I, I, think, I swear it was like we had like 12, maybe 13 days until the rent was due. And I think I had no, no joke, bro. I think I had like, like 260 some odd dollars in my pocket and that was it. And, um, he's like, what are we going to do? You know, what are we going to do at the time? He was driving a little Ford Ranger. And, um, you know, I told the guy that let us all go. I said, mark my words, man. The, the day I walked out of there, I was like, mark my words, bro. I was like, there's going to be a day where you're out there. You're out here on the streets and we have this building. Mark my words. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? So we fast forward back to where, you know, we and I was conversation. He's like, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I'm like, get in, the, get in the range and take us to, you know, let's go to Walmart. He goes to Walmart and I, I spend all my money. I literally did not have a penny left, just pocket full of lint. That was it. Um, and I sure as hell wasn't going to go ask daddy for money. You know, like yeah. it was one of those things. Like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever felt like that. Like where you just absolutely have to prove it to yourself before you can prove it to somebody else. Yeah. That's what that was. Yeah, I think I, and, uh, I, I've, 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 for some reason, felt that. I believe since I would say day one. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just like I'm gonna get it on my own, and that's that. You know what I mean? That's I don't. It. Yeah. That's it. That's it, man. There's no such like I was told earlier. There's no. There's no. Uh, hold on a second. That's okay. someone, call, someone calling there me. Um. There's no such or what was it? Uh, there's nothing free in life except for uh, death and taxes. So I was like, you know, I always took that and ran with it. But anyway, 
we went to Walmart, spent all my money and got like all the necessities, like a vacuum, window cleaner, towels, wax, wax pads, uh, cleaners. And I called these people and I'm like, listen, you know, like, I feel bad that, you know, we worked for this company. We represented this company and they sold you a package that they're not fulfilling. And out of the, the goodness of our heart, we don't expect anything from you. We want to fulfill this package for you and do the right thing. And, um, this lady, she was the wife of one of these like prominent doctors out here in Marietta. And she was like, you guys are great. Come on. So we go over to her house and we do like, I think three or four of her cars. And nice. we're out there washing wax in and now keep in mind, man, in my mind, this is a, this is a crapshoot, right? I literally said, we do not have any expectations, like expectations as far as you will pay us because you already did pay. You see what I'm saying? So like we went out there to work and there was a high, high, high risk chance that we were working for free. And she comes out and she opens this like 1200, you know, $1,300 wallet. And she's like, listen, I'm going to give you everything in this wallet. It could be $5. It could be $5,000. But because of the fact that you guys were upfront and you were honest and you were humble enough to come out here and actually work, the whole, you know, three quarters of the day for me to fulfill a commitment that somebody else got paid for. I want to give you what I have. And I was just like, this is, this is it. You know, and she wow. opened it up, it was like, she was like $500. And then the very next day, her neighbor called and wanted the same thing. And they did the same thing. So she was like, yeah, I gave him like 500 bucks. Um, and, uh, got it. Um, she was like, I get, you know, I think she told him, like, I gave him like 500 bucks or whatever. So they were like expecting the same thing, you know, and they just it was like one after another like this. Um, they all started talking and then come to find out while all this is going on, we're basically hustling out of the back of a Ford Ranger. So we finally we paid our rent just to answer that question. If anybody's nice. like, this, did they get it? You know, I'm like, yeah, we got it. <laughs> and we were eating. We weren't eating great. We Like, trust me, I've had my fair share of ramen noodles, you know, <laughs> Pe peanut butter and jelly. Uh, I'll still eat peanut butter and jelly. It's delicious. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Jay, you're like, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I don't know. It's it's funny because, like, when I make one for my daughter, I'm over here making another one for myself. Uh, a triple decker, too. You're like, all right, one for you, three for dad. Big slab of chunky peanut butter at that. <laughs> oh, yeah. What'd you say, honey? I'm sorry. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, we paid our rent. We were eating. You know, we, were, we had food. That was that was it wasn't what we wanted to eat. We weren't getting on the filet mignon, but uh, you know. Anyway, we're saving our money up, and uh, about that time, <clears throat> come to find out, the dude that let us go, he always told people that he owned the spot. Well, we caught we caught wind from you know obviously people in the area that, that like he was leaving, and we were like I was like wait what you know, and then come to find out he was actually renting it. Then I found the landlord who owns the BP gas station, which is right next to us. So my young ass goes in there. And now keep in mind, I'm I think I'm like 29. No, we're at 10 years. So I was 30. I was 30 years old. Wu Tang is 26, 27 at the time. So we're young, young, young. Yeah. We've never owned a business. We don't know damn thing. You know what I mean? And I walk into this dude's office and I'm like, listen, we're young. Yes. We're hungry. Yes. We want a shot. Let us rent this building. Let us make our own business. Let us develop it and make it something that you'll be proud of. 
And he's like, you know, he's this old country dude. He's like, you know, give me a reason. You know, what, was, what did he say? Tell me what's going to make you different than the 50 other detail shops on the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I was thinking about going to McDonald's that day. Because I'm, I'm a badass like that, right? So I'm thinking about this food while I'm in this meeting. And I'm like, McDonald's. And then I was like, I didn't say anything. And I was just kind of looking at him. And I was like, you know how you got to like roll up and you, you got to pick like what, what number you want. You know what I mean? Like I'll have a number six of the chicken nuggets with a large fry, right? That's a number six. And I started thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I was like, oh, you want to know the difference? You want to know what we're going to do that's going to provide the difference? And he was like, I would love to know, you know? And I was like, we're going to bring back the days when you got what you paid for. I was like, you can't even go order food nowadays without being pushed into a numeric sequence. And I was like, but all of us are individuals and we create individual lives and we treat our vehicles differently, so on and so forth. So I want to, I want to design a business that caters to the individual specific needs. And he liked it. So he was like, give me first and last month's rent. And I literally like 10 K. Wow, <laughs> you know, I can throw that money on that table fast, and it's like dirty hustle money. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't clean. Like I didn't go push it through the bank and then come get crispies. Like, I had to, like I had to like wad it up. Yeah, you know I mean, like it's been in your pocket yeah, a for a little bit, bit in like, the fifth pocket. Yeah, how did you fit all those bills in your fifth pocket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. So uh, anyway, uh, we got we had just enough to open the doors, just enough. It's where, you know, we got it though. And it was, uh, we were doing car washes at first. It was like $25 car washes. We were literally grinding. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I remember those days. I was doing the same thing. Bro. Just, it's easy way to get the traffic to get your name out there. Get and it in front of you. And in, in the same breath, it's some of the hardest money you're ever going to make. Yeah. These people yeah. will give you $25, but you need to give them a brand new car with this car wash. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because well, you're a detailer, right? You're not yeah. the six dollar well, run through, so, right? So, uh, excuse me, but uh, you call this detailing? You guys didn't clean my seatbelts. I'm like, ma'am, this is a car wash. It's a, you're, it's a car wash. We're supposed to be wiping everything down and vacuuming. That's, there's a, but it's a detail. But no, it's car wash. But no, it's a detail. You know, uh, anyway, yeah, that that word really uh, means a lot buddy, to some people. <laughs> buddy, yeah. So, um, anyway, we get a shot. I think it was like. Man, we went a while where we weren't really like paying ourselves. And you're talking about like, this is the, this is the grind. This is the, you know, I remember, I specifically remember, you know, Wu looking at me after we got it. And, and it's like, you know, you're, you're half a million dollars in debt now, right? And can you imagine being half a million dollars in debt looking at $500,000 in debt at the age of like 26, 27 years old? you're like this right you're like yeah. oh, what am i gonna do how am i gonna do this you know you've never owned a business before you don't you know you just jumped in that's it and that's what we did and he i remember him looking at me and he was like you know what are we gonna do dude you know like what, <laughs> what are we you know what if we fail you know and i'm like i just i remember sitting there and like hearing what he said but like at the same time not hearing it does that make sense yeah just like yeah yeah i just looked at him and i responded with him i was like failure's not an option yep that's That's why you that's why there was no feel from it it's like i i got what you said but i ain't feeling it right you're just you're just in there like you're a terminator at that point you know um 
and there's just something too like about like if you're on that and you're really really in it and you're really submerged like there's no stopping you no and i think that a lot of people fall short man they, they get distracted or they get you know they veer outside of their lane and they really um you know they lose that fire man they they, they kind of put themselves out right that's manifesting, so, right? You manifest in a negative direction versus a positive 100%. direction. Hundred percent, and you're self sabotaging. You don't understand it. You don't get it, and that's part of the one of the things that I don't like about uh, this readily available social media stuff is that it's so easy for people to be negative. Um, and there might be somebody out there that that you know they're proud. They might not be at that certain level that's a master detailer, which I don't even know if that exists, depending on how you pers- how you look at things, right? But you know, they, they've, they're coming up, they're proud of, of who they've become or the, the job that they just did. And then they post the show in China and you got people tearing them down. And I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of that. You know what I mean? No. Um, Cause I think that what happens is that we, anyway, we'll get into that in a second, but <clears throat> we, we were working, we were working, we were working back to the Reds thing. You know, I think it was like month 18. I get a call from a gentleman named Jack old jack and jack was a uh he collected ferraris jack collected ferraris like you and i used to collect you know uh baseball cards when we were little jack is a gentleman of of great tastes a very well cultured diverse gentleman and uh he loved ferraris he had a 1972 ferrari dino gt that his wife bought him for an anniversary present. And uh, he had another, he had, a, he had a Daytona too, 60s model Daytona. But uh, the Dino got selected by the Hilton Concord Elegance. So uh, he, you know, he hits me up and uh, he calls me. He's like, yeah, we're done at, you know, Concord. I was like, well, not like officially, but I know how to do them. Yeah. Next day, this dude drives this thing up, parks in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> zero <laughs> zero concerns i'm like jack you drove this thing he was like well yeah it's a fucking car you're supposed to drive it right <laughs> and i'm like i love that answer <laughs> yeah i'm like okay so in it on it under it i mean took me like a, like a week and a half charged him a hefty bill not as much as i should have but the still biggest... for where you were at what you were doing it was good it was what you Man, wanted it to be Bro, from where I was at, at that moment, I charged him enough for like two months rent. And I was doing that to try to get us to that next spot, you know. And this dude's like, wow, that's a price tag, you know. And I was like, this is like, you know, I got to compensate. I'm sorry, you know. And I'm, by that time, I'm like, yeah, right? Some, yeah. most money. Those numbers, when you start to get into that, you're like, dude, yeah. dude, I'm charging it. But yeah. oh, well, is well, he going mean, to take it? Is he going to accept it? Yeah. And he's like, I like it, kid. You know, never feel bad for charging somebody. So, okay. Yeah. He pays it. Trailers it out to Hilton Head. The, the vehicle was appraised at $355,000 when he went in. He won second place overall. Best in class European. Best in show European sports car. All three pedigrees got put onto his vehicle. He drives it across this little black and white checkered line that they have out there. That means you're, you know, you won or whatever. The head dude from the auction there walks over to him. And he's like, I'll give you $410,000 for that car right now. 
And Jack just laughs at him. He's like, my wife gave this to me. Get out of here. He lights up a cigarette or a, a cigar, <laughs> takes off, right? <laughs> Comes back. He gives me one of the awards. I mean, it was amazing, man. It was just an amazing experience. And then after that, it was like a, an explosion. Um, we have multiple, multiple, multiple Concour cars now um, because I think of that, you know, but it just started picking up and we started grinding. And I think that, um, you know, I think one of the most important things that we did early on and going into like the, the that weird gray midterm area where you've kind mm -hmm. of like achieved for the majority of your goals. So you don't know what to dream of next kind of deal. Yep. You know, I'm talking about the, you know, we did that, but we were, I was very adaptive and uh, I wanted to, I wanted to continue to, to adapt and grow and push ourselves. So every year it's like a thing. It's like, okay, you know, I'll go out there to woo and I'm like, all right, it's, you know, whatever, 2022, what are we doing this year? You know? And he's like, Oh God, <laughs> Moxie, please, you know, no more. You know? Um, but yeah, man, that was the thing. And it's like, I, uh, I've always been a kind of person that like, I can't, my mind never stops. Never. So I'll wake up just like give you an example like during the day obviously i'm running around like you know a, a, a monkey on bath salts and then you know when it's time to go to sleep i'll go to sleep but i'll wake up with like three new designs for kxk uh i worked on one of the cars that got dropped off the night before in my sleep i'm figuring out which product to go with which pad to go with why you know this panel's been resprayed how do i get these two to look the same that kind of stuff uh you know and then like a song in my head <laughs> like that's how that's how i wake up that's the background uh, noise of the activity that's what it is the song <laughs> yeah exactly it's like, <laughs> you know hey we're doing this thing while you're sleeping buddy don't worry we got this yeah <laughs> night shift here don't worry <laughs> yeah yeah i hope you enjoy your stay your sleep anyway um but yeah that i think that that was uh that was pretty much the, the beginning of everything you know and then, like, we started, uh, we started really pushing. What are you looking for, bud? No, oh, it's not working. Oh, let's go ahead and plug it. Because it was really. Hold on, one second, Jay. Yeah, no worries. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much the start of that. Just so, at what point? Were you in the you know in a in a position to where the opportunity of KXK started to come about? So we were um we were affiliated with uh, a ceramic coating brand, and we had just been approved to be professional installers, and I was just smitten, you know. Um, and it turns out that Kilmer and ward were already approved installers for it so i'm like the new kid on the block and um i was working on a c6 corvette a red c6 corvette and i like i don't know how let's just keep the how'd you do that thing out of there but i started thinking about it and i'm using a uh, a certain pad and i'm experimenting with shoals concepts so have you ever used that stuff no, I have not. I haven't used yeah. a lot of shoals. Some of the stuff, I, there's some few things I have, and I've got them yeah. from Corey, of course. But Of course, yeah. the man. Yeah, yeah. so Shoals Concepts SO is basically, they call it liquid sandpaper. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm like, how, you, I know how to sand cars, right? 
Um, I've got plenty of experience with that. And I'm like, how, how are you going to say this is liquid sandpaper? Like, what grid is it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like what defines we, that title? Right. What, what grid is it? Like, what's, <laughs> what is the substance, right? So <laughs> there's some rids. In the, I mean, this thing's tore up. So there's some rids on the side of the car. And uh, I scuff it with 1500, get a nice good level on it. And then I hook up a pad and some Scholl's concept and I run over it real quick. And then I change out the pad and hit it with some Meguiar's 101 and it, it came out. And I was like, what? You know, like just, so I skipped at least two steps right there. So I mean, especially this, for 1500. Exactly. And so I make this super long post in the forum for the, the group. And uh, Corey's like guiding me through it. You know, he's like, well, I had more pictures and talk about this. And what are you doing there? And, you know, Anyway, it caught uh, caught the eye of Kilmer and and, uh, and Andy Ward. So then we have this, you know, we fast forward a little bit and we have this uh, like kind of annual meet and greet thing. You know, a lot of coding companies do that. And uh, so my first one, we're super pumped. I'm nervous as hell. I have no idea what to expect. I'm in a, a room or I'm going to be in a room full of the best of the best, you know, from what I'm being told. So, uh, you know, I, I no idea. And I hear this, yeah, you're a, you know, Knox, you're Aaron Knox, you know, and I'm like, what is that? And there's this shady little character in the shadows of this hotel and he's smoking a cigarette, you know, you can't even see him. <laughs> All you see is a cigarette smoke. That's one of those shipping situations. I'm like, I'm oh, in a boy. city I've never been in before. I'm with people I don't know. Am I about to get stabbed in the neck? You know, the, somebody knows my damn name and they're calling it from the shadows. Like, yo, from where we're, you know, where, where we're from. If you're ever that, that it ain't going to add up to be a good thing. 99.9% .9 of the time you're about to get stuck. So, yeah, I'm not going to come to you. You just, you come out of the dark and come to me so I can. Exactly. Like, I'm, do you think I'm gonna walk into that alley? Like, come on, let's see who you are. So, uh, it's Andy Ward, and uh, you know, we're sitting there talking. Mo, I'm like, oh man, I'm a big fan. You know, like, I've, I, you know, I definitely saw some of your stuff. Like, I think you're, you're great. You know, and um, he's like, yeah, whatever. Paint's paint. You know, let's talk business. So he's, we start talking, and like, we just hit it off, man. We just started talking about what we like. We started talking about the compounds we use as techniques, you know, stuff like that. Like, that's what the industry, there's the industry right there. Yep. Right. We found commonality instead of differences. Yep. And like that. So, um, both of us were willing to do that. It was cool. There was no ego involved, you know, like, and, um, we hit it off. So we spent the weekend, you know, like at that event, just hanging out and talking and whatever. And then uh, I get back to Georgia. I think it was like two days later. And he's, he's like, you know, he calls me. He's like, nah. you know, I'm like, Hey buddy, what's up? You know, he's like, I got Kilmer on the phone. I'm like, Oh, here we go. You know? And apparently they had been talking and Kilmer was like, you know, what's, what's going on with them. And Wody was, you know, Wody, we call him Wody by the way. So Wody's like, yeah. He's going to fit right in, you know, and apparently like these little turkeys already had something going on, like some nah. ideas or whatever. So they're like, listen, we want to start up a business. What are we going to call it? You know, and I'm like, oh, man, you know, are you in? Would you like to do it? I'm like, hell yeah, I'd like to do it. I'm like, it's Jason Kilmer. This is Jason Kilmer, you know? Yeah. So uh, I'm sitting there thinking about thinking, I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? Kilmer at the time, uh, Wody owned a company called Proficient X. 
mm-hmm. and he was specializing in i put it this way that kids polished more hyper cars in the united states of america than anybody in the world anybody i think he was on when he shut that like i don't think he actually shut it down completely but when he stopped uh the traveling back from new york to miami i think he did i think he was on like lot ferrari number like 15 or 17 something crazy something crazy bro he was just putting three to four million dollars cars to sleep like it was like just another day at the office you know what i mean yeah where, where we get a we get a lot ferrari we're like <laughs> yeah selfies yeah exactly <laughs> like you're sitting in it you're all like you know what that's your new profile picture for the next yeah. like, six years for like the next day yeah 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 i mean so uh anyway yeah man um they uh is profession x and then noxy so it's like k x k dynamics and i wanted dynamics in there um and they're like well what's the dynamics thing and i'm like because i want to change the dynamic i want to be i want to be able to 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 get outside of the box i want us to pave our own path and um and we did. So the first thing I wanted to invent, you know, it was weird. I was just sitting there and it was like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, let's create, let's find solutions to common problems in our industry. You know what I mean? And at that time, in however many years people have been buffing cars, no one came up with the idea to make a rack to hang the, the damn thing on the wall. Instead, they were wrapping up the cords and just throwing it in a drawer. Yeah, finding something at Home Depot or Lowe's or something. Yeah, man. You know, taking the cheap route. And I'm like, that's that's your bread and butter. That's your moneymaker. You know what I mean? Like if you if you were making your annual salary off of your car, you would park that thing in the garage. It would be perfect all the time, so on and so forth, right? I mean, yeah. we do that even if we aren't making our annual salary off cars. So I don't understand how, why this didn't I want to cherish this thing. I want this to be, you know, a piece of art. And I mean, if you see some of the polishers nowadays, I mean, they really are. Like, you unwrap a Rupus machine, and they're not inexpensive. That's why you got to treat 100%, them hundred percent, bro. We had, I think, at that time, one hundred percent, dog. Like, I think at that time we had like three or four Rupuses, and I'm like, this is like four hundred a shot. Yeah. You know? Like, I want this. I don't want this to be in a drawer. Like, this is. If you collect handguns, are you into guns? No, my. I mean, me and my my wife has some. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me let me make that politically correct. My wife, has some. I, I am not allowed to be a, a, a gun owner, but you're an enthusiast and you can. I'm an enthusiast, that. yes, yes. So I like watching like, people shoot them, <laughs> exactly. I love the same things, you know. And like, if you are into that, you want you those things them? 100%. So it was kind of like it just clicked in my mind, and I'm like, let's make let's make a multi polisher rack, let's make a rack that holds a bunch of polishers. All right, boom, 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 boom. Next thing you know, it's the world's first multi-polisher rack up on the wall. That's yeah, the PR1. Now, now fast forward and look at what we got every manufacturer making the polish holder. Ah, uh, yeah, bro. I can I remember that day. I remember that day. It was at SEMA. I remember that day, and I was just like, oh my God. And they like and then I you remember, look at it at first, huh? it's like, oh. And then now it's like, okay. Yeah. I at first I was like, because that was my first invention. You know what I mean? And it like stings. When you're in the game, yeah, when you're in the game, you get, you know, everybody steps into the arena Mm -hmm. and you either get your head taken off or you learn to adapt and, and, and fight and get, get, you know, what you need, where you want to be. And you don't necessarily have to fight, but you know what I mean? Um, Survive. 
And that was, I think my first, I just got kind of pushed into it. It was one of my first experiences in like the arena, like the real arena, like big business. Yeah. So it's different. It's different when you're complaining about a detail shop down the street, you're talking about a business that's it's like 14, $15 million a year kind of deal, you know, like where you're like, okay. So anyway, started running with that and then we had uh i think it was the next one was the the sanding blocks came out with that but that's how we that's how we all got together man that's how we all started and we don't want to leave out those famous little pad punchers because those things were bad ass they still are yeah they're also we, like lifetime material like once you buy one you really don't need to buy another unless it gets lost or stolen <laughs> you know what's really funny jay is that that is a thing um that was actually a thing from the start with kxk dynamics we wanted everything to be made at a certain level now this is this is production stuff so you're gonna have a little thing here a little thing there that's just how it works when you're making stuff in mass quantity right it's called fall off but um our our rejection rate is considerably low considerably and uh we created those pad punches that's actually um aerospace steel that pad punch just to give you an idea of how hard we go with integrity that punch will actually penetrate uh sheet metal on a door of a car oh, damn. <laughs> PR1, yeah, the pr1 polisher rack there's actually a video i think i did for our um our instagram that pr1 rack like i literally did i think like four or five pull-ups on this rack like we want everything to be strong um, oh. And then, you know, we just came out with the PRX, which is a more, I guess, uh, cost effective slimline uh, composite, basically plastic polisher rack. And it, it's really, I mean, it's super narrow. So it just accentuates the polisher. It makes it look like they're kind of floating on the wall. Yep. And it comes yep. with like a little, little cord hanger. So everything's real clean. Even that, um, if it ever breaks, you get, it's a lifetime warranty on that, that product. Well, and- coming to, to market with a more inexpensive way of doing that, you know, and you know, with detailers, a lot of detailers don't have a good amount of excess money to just buy those little things. Now, oh, 100%. now with having something that's a more affordable like that compared to the original version, it just makes it to where it's like, Oh, wow. I could finally get those, put yeah. my publishers up and, and, and have the look of what everybody else is doing yeah. and make my shop look pretty now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you know, it was one of those things, I think when we first started to like reds, when we first started, it was like, there were things that I wanted, but we had to like kind of budget and save, you know, and it was like, okay, well, if this thing's 45 bucks, I can pick one up this week, you know, and you have your, you have your vision already, you know what you want, you need seven of them, but you know that, you know, with hustling, you can get a little bit more and then a couple more and a couple more. And the next thing you know, you got this thing. I mean, right now, I don't know if you've seen the, the, the big wood wall, my dad helped us make his all reclaimed pallet wood, but that's holding yeah. every one of our, I think that came out really nice. I appreciate it. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's great. My dad's a, yeah. my dad's a genius when it comes to that stuff. He's real good at woodworking. Um, I think we have 23 polishers now. At Reds. Nice. 24, something like that. Uh, How many uh, employees are you guys up to at this point? Right now it's just me and Woo. Oh, we kind of slowed things down, man. It was uh, it was funny. I was on another podcast and I was talking to one of my boys and he was like, this is right when Corona started going down, like first going down, like years ago, right? Yeah. 
And they're like, look, we're doing a special on, you know, what you can do to, to still remain in business or profitable during, during this uh, pandemic. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I don't know if you want me on this one, boys. And they're like, why? And I was like, because I just lopped off 75% of our offerings. <laughs> they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, I was like, I just, I, I was like, we only do like three concentrated things here now. And they're like, in the middle of a day, have you lost your mind? You know, and I'm like, probably. Yeah. But it was funny. I'll tell you now, we've never made more money. We've never made more money. You figure out your system and you figure mm-hmm. out how to be efficient and you figure out first and foremost, how to communicate to people. And you're always striving for the, the best results that you can to honestly get these people. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Those two things, integrity and communication, right? Just like any long relationship, whether it be friendship or marriage, whatever the relationship mm-hmm. status is, it's all based around the foundation of communication. Absolutely. And the willingness there's good, you know, you can't ever sleep on willingness. Like you can't lose that hunger. You can't lose that fire. And I think that that's, you know, again, another big thing, like going back and speaking into that when we were talking about people losing their fire for whatever reason, you know, they're getting discouraged online, uh, you know, another shop, whatever the case may be. Um, I think it's so very important for everybody. We're about to get real. Is it cool if we get real real quick? Let's do it. In this industry, you have to understand that we are specialists in a position that is to last to touch this car. This car has gone through abuse, no matter what it is, whether it just came out of a body shop or this person has been neglecting it for half a decade. You are in the position as a detailer to make it perfect. In our realm, in our industry, there is no margin for error. It's okay if you mess up, but there's in our minds, there's no margin for error. We literally specialize in perfection. We are, if you're blessed, we're surrounded by toys that other people who make more money than us have that we aspire to own one day doing what we're doing. You have to understand that like truly, truly, truly let that one marinate in here. Let that marinate in here and understand how hard that is to consistently do mentally, to consistently be in that space where you're, you're not good enough to have this, but you specialize in perfection. So always have the fire not to be discouraged along the path, man. And when you get, you get knocked off that axis, bro, when you stop, when you're no longer that lion or lioness, you know, we gotta be like, there's plenty of of really talented women out in this industry. Um, You know, when, when you get knocked off of that axis, man, you just, it's like a downward spiral. You know what I mean? And I think that it's very important that everybody in this industry truly understands that like, you know, some days are going to be better than others. And uh, you're not going to make all the money that you want the very next, the very first day you start it. You know, you're going to have to put some, some sweat equity in there. You know, I mean, our shop is not the prettiest shop. The people that have been here, you know, Alex Russell with uh, Detail Solutions Podcast. You heard yeah, him. Yeah. Do you listen to that? Yep. That's yeah, great. You yeah, support yep. other podcasts too, bro. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. That speaks volumes. He, oh, it's, it, and I like Alex. Alex is a great person. So, and yeah, I, he's all right. For me, he's like, Listen, I love <laughs> I love doing the podcast, but like 
this for me is extracurricular activity to spend an yeah. hour with somebody that's either I'm getting to know or I know in the industry yeah, to be able to chop it up and just hang out and let, make sure that they get their story across and or their yeah. message. So like, yes, there's other podcasts, but like, it's not like detailing to me where it's like, there's a detail down the street. What's he doing? It's like, it's right. more like we're just putting good content. We're family. Out. Yeah. We're yeah. in this together, man. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. I, I respect you as like what you're doing, like whether you want to call it an artist craftsman, like whatever, yeah. I respect you. And I've talked like, to him about like how he goes about, you know, getting his content out there. And I relayed that yeah. back because I'm part of a team that gets this content out with the reflection artists like Clint, yeah. you know, he goes and gets some of the guests and reaches out to yeah. him. Julio gets it all edited. And then, you know, that dude's right, by the way. Clint, Clint's cool. He is. He's a cool cat. Collectively, we make it happen. And that's that's the respect factor. That's why I'm like, this is just extracurricular. I love yeah. doing it. And I don't want to stop because I feel like we've got some good momentum with great, great guests. And yeah. let's face it. We all, between the, the team at Buff and Shine, we all have our connections with everybody pretty much in the industry to be able to ask. And most people are willingly just saying, hey, yeah, I'll jump on if they have time. We've never had one just yeah. be like, I don't want to do it because it's you guys. It's always... Like, it's all about time. <laughs> Could you I, I've never burnt any bridges. So it's like, I would never have that. I would, I would think I would never have that issue, but yeah, no, Alex yeah. was great. I, I, I've had the opportunity to actually listen to his podcast. I've listened yeah. probably to his podcast more than my own. <laughs> Him and Rennie's. Those That's are probably right. Yeah, Rennie. Too. I was about to say Rennie's, Rennie's gifted with it too. I think, yep. I don't know, man. You know, I think that, uh, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about, I think that that's a huge thing for people to do in this industry is and, and like so I, th- I think that's where the psychological thing comes from right some people recess and they become um kind of like re- you know uh recluse they 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 they, they reside back in their shop yeah, and that's a real safe place yes they don't get out they're not putting themselves out there so on and so forth they start to struggle yeah and you have other people that become bitter and they retaliate and they get out there and they're the ones that are always <laughs> looking for that fight yeah you know? yeah and it's like, listen, you we if you learn to cohabitate, if you learn how to coexist and to navigate through this, man, you you're basically with the long story short is, is the more that you let this kind of shit uh, stuff affect you, the less opportunity you have to be able to help someone. And it's like old Ray Brown. We're going back to Ray Brown, man. You know, like when when I'm when I'm training professional detailers, I think that that's one of the biggest things that I like to do is to give them that confidence to let them know, like, listen, you know, uh, if nobody's told you today, I'm your biggest fan right now, you know? And I'm, these guys are like, Oh my God, it's not, you know, Noxie's telling me this Noxie, you know, they're getting me to sign polishers and shit. And I'm like, listen, this, you know, where are you, you know, what's yeah. going on with your business? How can we yeah. help your business? How can we help your technique? I want everybody to succeed. And the fact that it's coming from a a trainer that is also an operator, that that's, that's game changer right there. And there's, there's definitely a handful of us in the industry, but that just, I believe delivers at a different level than just being a trainer for a brand and not being an operator. I want to, I want to, I want it all. Oh yeah. I'm not, you know, this is something that um, it can be misconstrued. I'm sure, you know, I mean, everything can be right. Yeah. Depends on where you're at mentally, but like, bro, I know, you know, when I say this, like, I know you're going to feel this to the core, but like, I, I want everything. Like I want it all. <laughs> I was talking to Kevin Brown one time. This is the first time I ever talked to Kevin Brown, buff, buff daddy. Mm-hmm. 
I was talking to him on the phone, man. And he took the time to call me. He was out in LA. And I'm like, I'm talking to Kevin Brown. I'm talking to Kevin Brown, you know, freaking out, freaking out. I grew up wanting to be this man, you know? Yeah. Great conversation. And he was like, he said a lot of stuff. He was like, I'm just, I'm just a regular dude. Like you are, you know, he was like, I just got put into a lot of good positions, but he was talking about the stuff that he talked about, man, was just so cool, dude. You know, like he was, he was so humble and he was so willing to help. And he was so full of information and like those things like just resonated through me. And it was like, no matter where you are, like, I just don't want to have that ego. I want to have everything. And I want to be the, the best I can be. That's what he asked me. He was like, what do you want? And I was like, I want to be the best in the fucking world. Excuse my language. I was like, I want to be the best in the world. I want to be, I want to be the best there is. And he was like, yeah, that's a, that's a steeple. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, well, he was like, the best thing you can do is make the car better than the last one that left. We go back to when I first started. You see how that would click? Yeah. And I'm just like, man. So anyway, that's kind of like where I'm at now, man. I'm trying to, I try to help people as much as I possibly can. And this, this, this thing is diverse. It is. It's an animal in itself. And a lot of people, you know, they don't, they don't get it. And there's so many points that you made, but yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, figuring out how to make it different. You know, the same thing you had mentioned okay. earlier about the gentleman that said, you know, what makes you different, you know, that you signed yeah. the lease with. I had somebody when I was in my second year of business, uh, I, I was attached to a car to a window tent shop. So he had showed up early for one of his appointments with the other business. And he come into my shop, made his way in. He's looking at this wall where I had all these business cards tacked in with thumbtacks and he looks over at them and he's asking me questions about my services. And then he says to me, he goes, so what makes you different than every other detailer in town? I had no way of answering that. Yeah. So when you said that, that just like, for me, it just yeah. it struck a note because I had no way of answering that. So from there forward, literally, I made it a thing. A, I made it something to make sure that I built a resume and I started building that resume little by little. It was like having this 40 inch pie that I knew I, I couldn't eat all at once, but I started taking little bites at it. And then as I- Bro, we're talking about take pizza my pie head right up, now because you're talking about a 40 inch piece of pie, son. It, big, you know, loaded. <laughs> so, but you know what I mean? You take little bites and then you take, you, you bring your head up to breathe and you realize yeah. you're halfway done. Yeah. So, and that's, that's basically what I, I took that as my, as my fire to, to, to build that resume. And then opportunities came, you know, anything and everything I've done, it's never been something that I've asked for. It's always been something that's been presented to me. Yeah. And it was a good timing in life because yeah, as you 100%. know, you mature personally and business as you have, as we have, you know, and that's just one of those things. And we still mature, even though we're 40 years old, we're still at that point where it's like, we're still not where we want to be, although we're doing well to others and the view of that's others. What I, when I, the earlier, when I was like, I don't, I'm not sure I understand what a master detailer is. That's mm -hmm. what I was referring to. Every day you grow and learn every yeah. day. It is literally and I'm going to use this word without negative connotation. Ignorant is, is very simply put the lack of knowledge. Yep. Yeah. So without the negative connotation involved in that, like you are ignorant. If you truly believe that there's only one system, one way, one product, one technique to no. be able to address an ever evolving entity known as a car. Yeah. Like I, it's crazy, man. When we're sitting here talking, we're talking about trainings, right? This is something that I love doing. When we have big classes, I'll talk to people. I'm like, all right, who knows what clear code is? 
And I'll sit back and I'll wait. And everybody's kind of doing one of these, like, like nobody actually has the answer, right? They might be able to say the actual term, but nobody has the real answer. And I'm like, do you, do you know what that is? Like, if they'll say the term, they're like, what, uh, no, what is it? I was like, it's plastic. <laughs> it's plastic. We're both, we're polishing plastic. And they're just like, I mean, do you want to see a mind explode? And these are people that have been in this game for 10, 15 years. They've been polishing cars for however long. And they never, they never knew that. You know what I mean? It changes. If I say that to you, that changes your perspective on how you want to attack stuff. Right. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And you wonder why when you heat it up, it, <laughs> yeah, it starts it swelling, on, getting yeah. weird or wrinkles or whatever the case may be. It's crazy, man. I, uh, I don't know. But I definitely, I get it. Like, I, I get what you're saying, too. Like, when the person came in, I was like, what's the difference between you and every other guy down the street? And I took it one step further than you did, brother. I went to a different place uh, in my mind, man. And I was like, you know what? Like, it's the same philosophy I have with cars. Like, if they're paying for this service, I'm going to give them the best of this service that they're purchasing. I do not want them to have the ability to do the the portuguese thing to me so in my mind it's not about trying to keep them in a box it's more about keeping myself trained keeping myself diligent and giving them exactly what they're paying for and then some yeah. to the point where they don't even have the opportunity to, to cut me down you know what i mean yeah so in the meeting that or not exceeding expectations at all times exactly so like in that perspective of what we're talking about with clients I don't even want to, I don't, I don't give them the opportunity to even have to ask that question. They're not going to yeah. ask that question. They're going to come in and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be spoken to as if we've known each other for like five years now, or like you're walking into like your fiance's parents' house and they're welcoming you like family, that feeling, you know yeah, what I mean? Cause they've like, heard so many good things about you that they're like already accepted. Yeah. Welcome to Reds. How can we help? Yeah. You know? What's going now, on? Are you are you at a point, and this is, I think, more of a question for a lot of people maybe listening or watching. You turn down work oh, yeah. when you have services that just aren't a candidate for the level that you operate, that you know you oh, yeah. just you're not going to do no justice complimenting the kind of vehicle it is, the condition it's in, and taking their right. money because it's not going to do much for your business or for them by taking their money. Right. How do you go about that? How do I, how, how did I go about that? Now, how do you go about that as far as, you know, just telling somebody you're not a candidate for us? I mean, how, what's your, what's your way of going? Because a lot of people get this notion that they think that they have to take every job yeah. and, you know, what, you know, no job too big, too small kind of attitude versus, right. like you said, dialing into your niche of what you do. So one, it's, if they're looking for like interior stuff, it's like, you, you hear them out, you're not rude about it. And you're like, I'm sorry, but we stopped offering those services. Oh, very next question is going to be, well, do you know who does? Boom. Here's an opportunity. And you're going to get plenty of opportunities throughout your life to do something cool or to be a dick. I choose to do cool things. There's a car wash directly across the street from us. Instead of looking at them like they're trying to steal money from our plates, I feed them. Mm -hmm. And I'm the reason that they're still in business. I'm the reason that they got through COVID. They're outside only, hand wash outside only. So when it rains, when it's cold, so on and so forth, they're not working. They're already limited. I sent them every single car wash. I sent them every single wash and wax. I sent them every single wash and seal. I sent them every single interior detail. 
I've got them so packed out now that I started getting on the forums and I ran into a couple local mobile detail guys. And if you've, you've done mobile detailing, you know how hard that is. And that's that grind that I go back to when we first started. Yeah. And it's very, very sentimental to me. So I, I basically invite them to the shop and I speak with them. And if I get a good vibe on their character and I uh, feel like they, they present themselves with integrity and they're very proud of what they do, I get a stack of business cards from them. And every time someone calls, I give them that number. And I tell them that, that you know, tell them Red sent you. And that's what we do. And then I took it even one step further. So we don't offer maintenance washes on our ceramic coatings because we we're always doing ceramic coating. We literally don't have the space or the time to do it. So what we did was we, we basically got a couple of these guys. We get them very acclimated with our system and our expectations. Um, we show them how to maintain what, we're, what it is that we're doing and what we're using. And then we ask them, look, you know, like, what are you getting for a wash? Guys like, oh, you know, like 55 bucks, you know, all right, were you charging your, your uh, you know, your service fee of coming out there for your gas and whatnot? Yeah, 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 you know. It's like, okay, so like $65, right? Yeah, okay, well, I'm going to tell everybody 85. What, what, you know, for a car wash? Yeah, I'm going to tell them they started 85 bucks. And then the next thing you know, it's like they're booked out for like three months. They have people trying to sign contracts with them where they'll be out there twice a month on these certain days for the next year. For the money they advance. didn't think they could get. Building and what, what they don't understand is that once you sign that contract and you know, you're here Tuesdays and Thursdays for the next fiscal year, you're now adding actual value to your business on, on a level to that, that it can be assessed. Oh, if yeah. someone were to ask you, Hey, look, how much is your business worth? You know, you got to give them about 18 months worth of revenue. To, to be that, to, to find that number. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a normal acquisition. But when you have um, those contracts, that's something that's even, like you said, you could scale it this now. This is a residual contract. This is a residual contract. So we're adding that in there. And then you start yeah. multiplying that. So we just said, like, it's little stuff like that. Like, I don't talk to these dudes about this stuff. I don't tell them that stuff. You know, I just, I tell them what I need them. I need, yeah. I need to. And then I want the rest of it just to be like, boom. So then the other next time they come up, they're just like, listen, you know, what, you need something like can I take out the trash? You know what I mean? And I'm like, no, nah, bro. Just tell me that you're eating. You know, like your your family's good. You okay? You know, that's what we like to do with it. That's awesome. Or that's you can awesome. be like everybody else and say, oh, that's the competition, and get on Facebook and be bitter about it. Or you can. That's the common denominator, right? That's the same. And it's the funny community because up, man. there's only few that can that can operate like that. That's how we are. We. We provide with a storefront and having water where we deal with about 15, 20 local detailers and we refer out to about five to 10 of them. And yep. when I had Chris Metcalf from Flex here at the shop, he even said, he's like, you have a wall of other detailers, business yep. cards that you refer out. I said, yeah, why not? Absolutely. I was like, what, what, what am I worried about? You know, everybody, there's more than enough cars. Everybody's happy. And it creates a great relationship for everybody. You say it right there. There's more than enough cars. So in Atlanta, there's like 9 million people inside the city. It's called the perimeter ITP inside the perimeter. It's like 9 million people inside this perimeter. Okay. <laughs> Even more outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the most rapidly growing cities in the world or in the country. Um, and I'm talking to local guys, you know, and they're like, ah, oh, so-and-so is doing this. So-and-so is doing it. <laughs> so let me go ahead and put some in the perspective for you. All right. I understand that you're upset. I hear you. I hear you. I do. Let me put something into perspective. So what's 10% of 9 million? That's 900,000. Okay. So 10% of the city's cars 
shows up at your doorstep tomorrow. You think you could finish that in the next 10 years? And they're just like, so don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, so, that's so anyway. true. Facts, facts. Free facts, bro. So we are up on time. We're a little over, which I'm cool with that because it's been great. However, yeah, you've had a lot of good advice, but what is something that stands out to you that you could tell any of the people listening or watching any advice directly from you that would be helpful no matter what it is, life perspective, business perspective, you name it. Yeah. I mean, uh, anything that I could tell you, like, uh, be true to yourself. Like don't detail cars for other detailers. Don't detail cars for you. Detail cars for your client and what they want. Stop, stop trying to go above and beyond and, you know, potentially harming yourself or your business just to be seen on social media. Um, stop looking at everything as a threat, start embracing it more, like start trying to find commonalities instead of differences. Uh, stop tearing each other apart. Cause when we're all in this together, we're going to grow, we're going to make more money. And the sooner you understand that the better it gets, you know? And I think the last part will probably be no one ever said life's easy, but I'm sure shit think that it's beautiful. So Amen keep going, that. you know what I mean? Keep going. I know there's going to be hard days. I know there is. We all have them. We all have struggles. We all get our teeth kicked in regularly. But uh, the people that are truly successful, the people that are truly happy and the people that are truly where they need to be are the ones that persevere through. So. Good deal. I didn't recite that, by the way. I didn't have that written down, by the way, my dude. Just so you know. (laughs) That's just how you feel. That's just how it is, right? That's it. That's it. So, but listen, um, I appreciate it, brother. I really do appreciate the you having me on. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. on behalf of Buff and Shine. Thank you for joining us, taking the time out of your day. You know, anybody listening or watching uh, now or later, um, you know, this is Reflection Artists Live. This is episode number 62 with Aaron Knox, aka Noxie. And uh, this is his story. This is, you know, what it's about. This is, you know, what. This is what I would say, you know, the people who are humble that have paved their way in the industry. Uh, this is how it is. When you when you see us in public and you see Aaron in public or whatever at a show, he is approachable. He can be talked to. And that's one of the things I've noticed that a lot of the upcoming detailers are finding that they're, I don't know if they're, like we had talked about, maybe introverts, but they're just, they feel that it's, they're scared to go up to somebody like they're, they're a little starstruck, but at the same time, they feel they may not get the conversation, yeah. but you'll get it. Just talk to us. Oh, yeah. 100%, bro. I might even buy you a sandwich. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or a beer. <laughs> or a beer, some pizza or something. <laughs> well, cool, anyway. man. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, um, after this, and then, you know, if you want to touch base when you have some free time, I know you got to get back to your shop, so do I. But yeah. let's, you know, let's catch up for sure. Oh, 100%. I missed, uh, missed out on seeing you at Mobile Tech this, this last uh, I, couple I weeks ago. I was going to come. I couldn't break free. But we'll catch up. I'll hit you up. Let's talk on the phone. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll talk to you. All right, Knox. Thanks, man. All right, brother. Take care. Late. Thanks for tuning in this week to Reflection Artist Live. We hope you had fun and learned something new. If you missed an episode or are looking for more, check us out on our social media or podcast platforms. And join us next week when we have another amazing guest. Don't miss it. We'll be talking business, life, and detailing.
Also, don't forget to check out buffandshine.com for a variety of buffing pads and accessories for your detailing arsenal.